This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A great program today you don't want to miss. Uh, we start with Juneteenth. Yay! I mean, I've already decorated the house. Um, but we give you a perspective, a historic perspective of uh what america's really all about and what why is it that thomas jefferson just couldn't see that all men are created equal we put that one to rest forever um also we're talking more about the monkey pox and the who and everything else that's crazy that's going there also the washington post had an uh, op-ed out today that talked about what voters are going to get if you vote for gas? I mean, you got to be really careful. Those evil, evil Republicans are coming. And useless people. Probably one of the more important parts of the podcast in a, that we've done in a very long time. Yuval Harari on useless people and what to do with all of them in the coming years shortly ahead. All that and more on today's podcast. Goldline, look, if you are paying attention at all, I mean, look at look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin's down, well, it was earlier this morning to about 17,000 off of the high of 65. If you look at the stock market, S&P is probably going to go down to about 3,000, 3,400, 3,500. That's frightening. Um, don't have all of your money and all of your chips on one table. Spread it around. Please call Goldline today. They have a special this week on very hard to find one-tenth ounce gold American eagles. This is something that is small enough that you could actually use in times of, of real unrest. With every coin purchase, you're going to receive five of the Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. This is worth looking into and asking for all of the information. You're smart enough. Do your own homework. Don't put everything into one thing. Spread it around. Please call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. today um let me just give you some highlights um the who now says that those lockdowns uh created really bad mental health issues uh depression increased by 25 percent globally uh just in the first year so depression suicides apparently uh, some of that was caused by those lockdowns who would have seen that coming also, the hmm. uh, according to the Daily Mail, a British newspaper, the uh, Marxist president of the World Health Organization has just come out, not publicly, not publicly, but he has been telling now um, elected officials, elected government officials, top elected officials in um, in Europe that the most likely uh, origin of covid unfortunately 
probably came from a leak in the Wuhan lab. Uh, and he said, uh, that's the most likely uh, explanation. And who would have seen that coming? Now, I think he's not saying this publicly because he might get kicked off of Twitter for the conspiracy theory. On both of those, really. Um, and they really, really need their credibility right now. Um, the, the CDC is working with the WHO. I don't know if you've seen this, um, but uh, the CDC has just come out with guidelines to uh, be able to you have safe sex uh, and avoid monkeypox. And um, now, see, I well, I, I am a doctor. I was going to say I'm not a doctor, but I am a doctor. <laughs> uh, but I'll talk slowly for Pat and Stu. Pat Gray just joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, and uh, I'll talk slowly so you guys can understand. Okay. Um, they said, uh, the CDC, they said, um, whatever you do, uh, if you want to have sex and you're worried about mon- monkeypox, have sex while fully clothed. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know right. how that works. I mean, that's what Pat would say. I, of course, as a doctor, mm-hmm. understand that. But um, <laughs> they also said, wash your hands um, and your fetish gear. Who doesn't have a lot of that? Uh, and your clothes immediately after uh, having sex virtually. Mm. Mm, that's 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 weird. I they always said, clean stay my fetish six gear. Six feet apart from one another. Probably once yeah, a week. I know. It's, once a know, week it's at least. The, right. 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 Yeah. Well, do you use it more than once a week? Well, of course. Because you should of do course. it after every. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, every okay. time? All right. All right. Yeah. You, every time. Or you wow. could get the monkeypox. Now, see, mm. as a doctor, but I haven't been to school for that doctor stuff in a while, so I'm probably a little out of touch. I think. Ooh, that nasty sore on you. <laughs> I'm no longer thinking I'm hot for sex with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, That's when a, in mm-hmm. doubt, leave it out <laughs> is a is a good one. Uh, this is but, a this uh, is a, one of the interesting parts about this advice is it's not about having sex with if you happen to be at risk of monkeypox or like you think monkeypox mm-hmm. is around and you want to have sex and do it as safely as possible. It's when you actively want to have sex with someone who currently has monkeypox. Like, you know they have it, mm-hmm. and you still want to have sex with them. I just feel like mm-hmm. the demand part of that equation has <laughs> got to be pretty low. Like, uh, you know, like uh, just having yeah. sex with someone specifically well, I don't know. who has I, monkeypox actively just seems odd. I don't know. I, I mean, I know Playboy used to have their, you know, Playmate turn-ons, turn-offs. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times people have seen, you know, one of my turn-ons, monkeypox. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. open, weepy sores. Mm-hmm. It just turns mm. those those turns those ladies on. So, huh. so good for you, <laughs> ladies. Good for you. Um, <clears throat> I mean, not that mm. anything weird is happening in our society at all. No. By the way, Jurassic World 3 is still number, is still number one. Buzz Lightyear, um, and I love the reviews. They couldn't figure out why it did so poorly at the box office. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it might be that the, you know, people don't like grooming yeah. uh, with their kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's a whole... They just talked about the the kiss, the same-sex kiss. It goes beyond that. I mean, there's a same-sex mm-hmm. marriage. 
there's uh you see their relationship progress i guess my my daughter and her family went and uh the kids liked it but the parents not so much uh and, and you can tell why yeah a lot of people well, stay away from them. the movie mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah uh is that because of your bigoted uh, yes. hatred for anything that is different yes, Pat? that's what it is okay that's yes, exactly okay. what it All is right. you guessed it All right. by the way uh, I wanted yeah. to find out when you're coming back to town because I'm hosting uh, our annual drag queen party at my house uh, <laughs> really? in August. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, are the kids everybody's invited? doing it? The kids, of course, especially yeah. are evi- invited. The younger, the better. Yeah, like we're and the younger, for, the better, right? Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. looking for two year olds, one and two year olds, toddlers that can. That is great. Be brought into the now, can drag we, queen scene. Right. Can we uh, come in drag? or? Do you oh, just... I prefer that. Yes, please. Yeah, please come in drag. Uh, okay. You'll come in drag great. too, Stu? Uh, I, obviously, you're invited. Uh, well, uh, as, uh, as you noted, I, I mm-hmm. will be getting much of my uh, both drag queen gear and fetish gear cleaned. Oh, so wow. it's just a matter of the timing on that, Pat. I'm concerned. Oh, okay. the timing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, you could start okay. now, and you know. Yeah. Well, you it. you want to stay very dirty. It's <laughs> you want to stay dirty. safe yes. when you're using. Could take weeks. <laughs> when you're when you're using whips and things that are jammed uh, into mm-hmm. orifices, mm. you know yeah. you want to be safe <laughs> medically. You so really do. I think that's good. You really do. Right. I, hey, in a completely unrelated article, uh, a Florida Sheriff's Department said it arrested a Disney employee as part of a larger sting in which it nabbed a dozen suspects in a child sex crackdown. Hmm. So I don't want to I don't want to harp on this. I mean, hey, who are we to judge this mm-hmm. Disney employee for wanting to have sex with a 15 year old? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying you're going to, what was it? A millstone around your you're neck or burn something. In the fires but I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, I don't want to judge. May I make a prediction? However, uh, Disney is going to become a predator to our children. I mean, already mm-hmm. we know what they're doing indoctrinating, but I, I'll bet you, you're going to see more and more child crimes happening uh, from Disney employees. I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong. But there seems to be uh, a really crazy thing going on where sky's the limit on anything. And if you think that you're going to separate the uh, pedophiles from everybody else who says, you know, I can be a chicken. And you have to call me a chicken. I, I, I mean, I think that's a scene that maybe pedophiles might uh, flourish in. Just saying. Yeah, that's, that's possible. I would think even uh, even likely, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated yeah. to your drag queen. Hey, party. by the completely way, completely unrelated. Okay, good, good, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. So. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for normal drag queen people. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, could we have uh, the cut of the uh, bird and the environment? There's a bird that is now teaching us all about the environment, and I want you to see the clip, and, and Pat, if you can, describe it. Uh, this is an mm. environmental warning. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> looks like a drag queen person and a 
bird from the National Audubon Society, obviously. Uh-huh. Your number one source for drag queen needs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she rises up. Oh, or he. And he's got wings like the bird does. It's changing. They sing it over us. This is really very artistic. And in the songs, they no longer So, yeah, he continues beautiful. to She's beautiful. act as a bird. And, uh, and both the bird right. and the drag and queen are both beautiful. Us. Birds tell us. Yes. The birds tell us that uh, global warming is here and there's trouble. And oh, I embrace the fact that uh, he is a now a woman bird. <laughs> um, but I just want to show you another clip in completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the show Kids of the Hall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me just go back in the time tunnel again, completely unrelated. Uh, let me show you a comedy skit uh, from Kids in the Hall oh, about a decade ago. Uh, it's me, uh, Max Davis. In the I answered your ad in the personals. We have a date tonight. Oh, yeah? Are you my date? Yes, I am. Uh, well, these are a couple walking out from next door, and they see the doors opening. Well, I bet your mother gave you a name. What is it? Uh, I said it was Max. Oh, yeah? Come on in, Max. No. <laughs> You want to eat dinner he's, out here? I did last night. He's dressed as a so chicken. So you're uh, not from Toronto? <laughs> no, just north of it. Come on in. <laughs> well, what are you? God, you're not too bright. I'm a chicken lady. A chicken lady. Yeah, and I love life. Do you love life? Oh, yeah. I thought you might, because I put that in my personal Latin. Chicken lady loves life. Gee, I never took that literally. I never really, no? <laughs> never really took ch- ch- chicken lady literally. <laughs> so, uh, so stop. This uh, goes on. You can find it on YouTube. It's fantastic. But we aren't we living in a world mm. where a woman or a man can be dressed as a woman and call himself a chicken lady, and we all have to accept it. Yes. It would be hateful, right? Yeah. To, for that, for him not to want to come in, for the neighbors to be uh, horrified mm-hmm. by the possibility of this guy's date, for him not to be into it, I think is hateful now, which is really fascinating in so many ways. <laughs> it sure is. is. We are, if you mm. recognize your country, raise your hand. I mean, I don't recognize anything in our in our nation uh, anymore, except for good friends like Pat Gray and uh, and the other guy who was on the show with me too. Thanks, uh, that, that's <laughs> nice of you, Pat, Pat, Pat Gray. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed. You can find it uh, everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen to it uh, prior to this program on Blaze TV. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. We just can we have a chat here for a second on something I think we we really need to think about. Um, 
if you were born in the in the 2000s you're one of the people i want to command right now for your resilience you have grown up in a time of war you've never seen our country not at war your parents and teachers probably taught you about 9-11 while at the same time uh you no doubt heard the battle damage assessment numbers and those killed in action reports on the evening news and conversations on the dinner table and from your teachers Afghanistan then turned into Iraq, then back to Afghanistan, then back to Iraq. Rinse, repeat for 20 years. You were probably in elementary school or junior high when faith and trust on a systematic level began to rapidly dissolve. The financial system crashed in 2008. And do we even know? Yeah, I mean, we do, but officially, who is to blame on that one? Can you even trust the bank? Is the Fed and the government for us or against us in that? Could you lose your home? Were your mom and dad fighting all the time because of the stress of what happened in 2008? We asked all of these questions. And in the aftermath, the mass protests, the Occupy Wall Street that you probably don't remember. Everybody decided, I guess it's the fault of those giant corporations. It was yet more doubt thrown onto institutions we at least have some faith and trust in. Because they would, at one point, do the right thing or be held responsible if they didn't. You've seen your church come under attack. Your faith. Suddenly the religious values that you you may have grown up with listened to in Sunday school, are now being called bigoted. You've witnessed race, race riots, cops, firefighters being demonized, local businesses burned to the ground. People may have been killed in your hometowns. Politicians and media appeared to drink it all in like a cold beer on a hot day. You've been brought up in an era where where war was declared on American faith, hope, trust, pride, history. I don't even think you probably even know our history. And yet, here you are, right now, listening to this program. Good for you. Good for you. For people my age, it is really, I I can't imagine being your age. I can't imagine it. I grew up in a in a completely different America. Makes me sad you'll never know summer like we did. That you'll never most likely you have not participated in a baseball game or a football game that wasn't organized or a soccer game that adults weren't telling you when and where to play. You probably have never just gone out with your friends and just started a game in in some abandoned field or some park just to play for yourself. And you make up the rules and you decide what's right and wrong. You solve the arguments. Times were different. Less people locked their doors what i like about 
place I live up in Idaho. It's much more like it was when I was growing up. It's just simpler, quieter. You know your neighbors. Everybody waves to each other as they pass each other in the cars. You can rely on one another. Parades were more common. And no one expected an anti-American rioter to come in and spoil the day. We loved our country, although we didn't think our country was flawless. If you joined the military, it was called joining the service because that's how it was viewed. It was service. Now it seems like nobody sends their kids to service if they're rich. It's a way to get out of poverty. It's a way to get a free education. It's not about service. By and large, opinions were debated. Today, opinions are used as an excuse for violence. You know, we could see Marxist and Milton Friedman or Thomas Sowell on television debating Marxists at universities or on Oprah. And it was done where everybody walked away in the end and shook each other's hand and said, I respect you. I disagree, but I really respect you. That doesn't happen. It's certainly probably not happened in your schools. If you grew up in the 2000s, man, everything has gone sideways rapidly. Who was running the country during the 2008 financial crisis, the recovery, Occupy Wall Street, the beginning of Black Lives Matter? No one calls it out, but it was Barack Obama. Everything began to spiral out of control, and the America that we used to know became unrecognizable. Now, it's not his fault, all of it at least. He... Ex- he um, put the pedal down, uh, and he accelerated things. But this has been in the plans for a long time. And America wanted hope and change. We wanted change. I wanted change. All of us wanted change from what was happening, you know, with uh, the Bush administration. The government was seemingly getting too big. Nobody was being held responsible. We wanted transparency. That's what we meant by change. But that's not what we got. And we know that because Michelle Obama talked about it on May 14th, 2008. She was immediately pulled from the campaign trail after this speech. But I want you to hear it one more time. And Barack knows that we are going to have Michelle to Obama in Puerto Rico. We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Uh, and he is the man to do so, it. So in America, in America, we used to agree on the future. We saw certain things as self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. And I know that might sound like hogwash to you, but it's a mission statement. It's not something that we did. It's something that we were trying to strive for. And as you will learn as you grow older, you make a ton of mistakes in life. And a country does as well. And the idea is to learn from those mistakes. But you have to have history. And you have to know what really happened to be able to correct those mistakes. Otherwise, you're going to make them over and over and over again. And I fear we're doing a lot of that. But let me take this line by line if I can, or at least as much as I can today. She just said, we're going to have to make sacrifices. 
Have we made sacrifices? Well, we've made sacrifices of our time. I can't imagine. I, I mean, I just can't get over how much time we spend arguing about stupid stuff right now. How much time we have spent in politics, politics, especially national politics. It shouldn't be really hardly even on our radar. It should all be local politics, but we don't pay attention to that. So many people, maybe your parents have sacrificed their dreams and their job. Small businesses, they sacrificed because of COVID. Home Depot could stay open, but not the locally owned Ace Hardware store. We've, we've sacrificed our liberties in exchange for the collective. We have, we have made a sacrifice of our honor in Afghanistan We've sacrificed our place in the world, our credibility, our credibility, really, with our own allies, we have sacrificed. And we are certainly sacrificing right now our relationship with anyone who holds the dollar as a reserve currency. In many ways, we've sacrificed you, the 20-something in the last 15 or 20 years, to some sort of social experiment, not only with you know, drag queen story hour and everything else that we have no idea other than history. We have no idea of how that's going to turn out. What, what kind of mark these things will leave good or bad. We don't know. Never been done before, but we've also socially experimented on you with, with technology. We've sacrificed our safety on the streets from mobs, BLM, Antifa, January 6th, the shootings every day in Chicago nobody seems to care about. We've sacrificed our way of life. We've sacrificed our medicines and so many things. And this didn't start with Obama. It started with the globalist, the idea that, you know, um, trade is, is unlimited and we can just be consumers and not makers now, that just seems wrong intuitively, but when we start to hit shortages like medicine, we really see how stupid it is. But we have sacrificed our common sense because are we doing anything about these things? We've sacrificed our doctors. We were told we could keep our doctors, but we, many of us lost our doctors. We've lost the scientific method. We have lost and sacrificed debate and critical thinking and, and the search for evidence. We have sacrificed an awful lot. And it's all called the new normal. All those things that we've sacrificed, we're now sacrificing. We're going to sacrifice millions of people that will most likely starve to death in the next two years. Why? For political reasons. That's really all it is. We're going to sacrifice people's lives, and we are going to forever change the lives of people here in America. And it's just going to be called the new normal. Michelle then went on to say, you know, we're going to have to change our conversation. I didn't know what she meant was change the rules of conversations. Basically, you can't have a conversation 
any kind of spoken or written word now has to go through the woke filter. It's where we lose and sacrifice many of our freedoms and liberties. You want to make a public statement about a Snickers bar, you better craft it in a way that checks off all the intersectional feminist and LGBT boxes. You, because you're in your 20s, may not understand how important freedom of thought and real diversity is. That's the diversity of thought. You cannot make progress without benchmarks that can be measured, which is the scientific method. And you'll never make progress unless people are comfortable to say, that's a stupid idea. Well, I disagree with you on that. And you have it out. And most times, you'll find that both sides have a point. Not all the time, but many times. And just by arguing, you're like, oh my gosh, I see why you're thinking that. Oh, I understand you now. It's still wrong, but at least I understand. Let me explain it this way. We can't talk like that anymore. Telling the truth is now a dangerous taboo. George Orwell once wrote, during times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. And that's where we are. The church, her teachings, the sacraments, now been labeled bigoted. Our deep religious founding as a country that proclaiming one's faith, whatever faith that is, or no faith at all. How how we got to a place to now where that's a revolutionary act. I'm going to finish what Michelle Obama talked about on tomorrow's program. But the fundamental transformation that she spoke about is here. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you here about um, a piece of audio that we found that I've heard before. And it was from a very famous uh, writer, philosopher. Uh, George Bernard Shaw. And this is what he said back uh, around the early 1920s. Listen. I don't want to punish anybody. But there are an extraordinary number of people whom I want to kill. I think it would be a good thing to uh, make everybody come before a properly appointed board, just as he might come before the income tax commissioners, and say every five years or every seven years, just put him there and say, sir or madam, now will you be kind enough to justify your existence? If you're not producing as much as you consume, or perhaps a little more, then uh, clearly uh, we cannot use the big organization of our society uh, for the purpose of keeping you alive, because your life does not benefit us, and it can't be of very much use to yourself. This led to the concentration camps, the death camps. Um, I believe he's the guy who came up with there must be some sort of gas that we could use to liquidate a lot of useless eaters, useless eaters. That led to the horrors 
of Germany and of China and of Russia. I want to introduce you to a guy that you may have heard of before, Yuval Noah Harari. He is a um, an intellectual. He's a historian. He's a professor in the Department of History at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. He is the author of popular science bestsellers, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. He is a transhumanist. If you don't know what a transhumanist is, you need to know. If you ever saw an episode of Star Trek with the Borg, that's transhumanism. It is the merging of man and machine. Um, He thinks, and I'm quoting him, he thinks free will is a myth and dangerous. Uh, His key theme is the idea uh, that the human society has been driven by our species capacity to believe in what he calls fictions. Those things whose power is derived from their existence in our collective imaginations, whether they be good, uh, whether they be gods, whether they be nations, our belief in them allows us to cooperate on a societal scale. So, I want to give you a little history before I play this new kind of George Bernard style uh, audio. In 2017, he wrote an article um, that argued that through continuing technological process and advances in the field of artificial intelligence, by 2050, he said, a new class of people might emerge. The useless clash, a class. Again, quoting the useless class, people who are not just unemployed, but unemployable. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't be retrained. He then puts forward a case that dealing with this new societal class, economically, socially, political, uh, will be the central challenge for humanity in the coming decades. He has also commented on the plight of animals, uh, particularly domesticated animals. Um, Since the agricultural revolution, uh, he he is a vegan. Uh, He said industrial farming is one of the worst crimes in history. Industrial farming, one of the worst crimes in history. And he says the fate of the industrial farmed animal is one of the most pressing ethical questions of our time. This coming from a guy who is talking about useless people. Now, he's also written that the idea of free will and the liberal values based on it emboldened people who fought against the Inquisition and the divine right of kings. They fought against the KGB and the KKK. Uh, It has become dangerous now in a world of data economy where he says in reality there is no such thing as free will governments and corporations are coming to know the individual better than they know themselves and still quoting if governments and corporations succeed in hacking the human animal the easiest people to manipulate will be those who believe in free will He elaborates that, quote, humans certainly have a will, but it's not free. You can't decide what your desires that you have. 
Every choice depends on a lot of biological, social, and personal conditions that can't be determined for yourself. I can choose what to eat, whom to marry, whom to vote for, but these choices are determined in part by my genes, biochemistry, gender, family background, national culture, and I didn't choose what genes or family to have. Now, his job, he says, is to predict the future. Um, I'm sorry, his job is not to predict the future. He's actually trying to do the opposite. He wants to find the horizon of possibilities that mankind is now facing. He says, my main task as a historian is to get people to consider possibilities that are usually outside their field of vision. He goes into, for instance, the medical advances of the 20th century. I, I know this is uh, dense and, uh, you know, it may seem irrelevant now, but it is going to become extraordinarily uh, irrelevant here in just a minute. Uh, so he's talking about the medical advances of the 20th century, such as antibiotics and how they eventually trickled down to everybody in the lower classes. But he doesn't believe that that will trickle down Again, he said the particular reasons why discoveries trickled down to everybody probably will not repeat themselves in the 21st century. So we should broaden our thinking and consider that medicine in the 21st century will be elitist. Quoting, every human being is valuable as a soldier in the trenches or a worker in the factory. But soon in the 21st century, there is a good chance that humans will lose. They are losing their military and economic value. He says once people lose their military and economic value, the access they have to medicine will follow them. So this is, again, the reason why you cannot look at people as a collective People must have value in their own right that is, a, that is apart and separate from everything else. He then goes on to say that old age, disease, and death, and how humans are trying to overcome disease and treat old age and death as a technical problem, there's no difference in essence to disease like cancer, he says. In principles, die uh, in principle humans die for technical reasons. But then he goes into the rich and how rich people may not have to die in the future. He said death is optional. I know this sounds like crazy talk, but as somebody who has studied these kinds of people for the last 35 years, I'm telling you in their mind, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. They look at death differently because they don't believe in a soul. Throughout history, death was the great equalizer. But in 50 to 100 years, in addition to everything else the rich get, the poor will die off and the rich will get an exemption to death. He then goes into the concept of decoupling of intelligence from consciousness these two have always been tied together throughout history. Computers will not become like humans, but the system doesn't need consciousness. It just needs intelligence. 
Computers cannot become conscience, conscious. They can become as intelligent or more intelligent than humans. As a historian, he says, I'm not in a position on whether these ideas are realizable or not. But basically, if any of these trends is going to actually fulfill itself, the best I can do is to quote from Karl Marx and say, listen to this, everything solid melts into air. I had no idea that I was paraphrasing phrase uh, uh, Marx when I've told you for the last 25 years, there's going to come a time where everything is that you think is solid will be liquid and liquid will be solid. Um, he said, um, once you solve a problem like the direct brain computer interface, that's the end of history and biology as we know it. When I come back, I am going to play some things that he has said. And remember, he is part of the team putting together the Great Reset. And Barack Obama has talked about him. Um, Joe Biden, you know, and back in the days when he was reading still, um, he talked about him. Um, all of the biggest leaders in the progressive movement not only uh read his work but they also believe he's a genius and that he should be listened to and his solutions are critical to the world in their views so i want to play this i want to play this clip um and uh well i'll let it stand on its own for now this is yaval harari uh talking about the classes of people that are coming because of where we're headed as societies. Again, I think that the biggest question in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for more. It's already happening Uh, under different titles, different headings. You see more and more people spending more and more time or uh, solving their inner problems with uh, drugs and computer games, both legal drugs and illegal drugs. You look at Japan today, and Japan is maybe 20 years ahead of the world in, in everything. And you see all these new social phenomenon of, of people having relationships with virtual, uh, virtual spouses. And you have people who never leave the house and, and just live through computers. I think once you're superfluous... Can you stop you for a have... second? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up um, after the break a little bit more. But let me, let, me, let me just go over what he just said. He's talking about a time... That is in our very near future uh, where uh, there are a lot of people, for instance, truck drivers, when you when trucks are taken over by computers and they are all driverless trucks, what are you going to do? Can you be retrained for something that is high tech? Because everything 
will be high tech. You probably don't know this, but most service calls that you get from companies, when you get a when you get a call from somebody um, at night, and usually the calls that you uh, avoid, that is not a real person. It's not like the old days where it was like we have a survey. Now it is so good that you, most people have no idea that's a machine. All of those people in the in the telephone business, th- those jobs are going away and it will be like it will be like that with every job eventually. So he's talking about the millions of useless eaters, useless people. How do we deal with them? Well, I think we drug them uh, and then, you know, just keep them entertained with video games. But. Why would you do that if they're useless? At some point, there's a crisis. And this is exactly how it happened in Germany. Useless eaters. There was a crisis. They need to pay for the war. So they had to liquidate millions of useless eaters. Na, 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 na.